Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 26th of February. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network, and presented as always by Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-3800-747-3733. You're involved in any kind of an accident, hit and run, slip and fall, motorcycle accident. Get the compensation you deserve when you go to Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800 747 3733. Got a great show planned today. Happy to have you start the week with us. A little late of a start today because on Mondays we're on driving the line. That's with Jonathan Coachman, Alan Bell. We get, it's your sports betting brand of record. So you guys, you can hang out every Monday. I actually put a link today where. It, 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 it was streaming on my Twitter and on my YouTube. So hopefully a few of you guys, you saw that, you noticed it, and you clicked on it, and there you go. You were able to join me and the guys on Driving the Line. I'm on with them every Monday morning. And of course, Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your wagering needs. That includes pro hoops and college hoops through the rest of this year with up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends. You can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, the game starts here. So, hope you had a great weekend <coughs> for us. We I we had a lot of soccer this weekend. My son obviously Soccer, travel soccer player, Weston Select. So we had that going on over the weekend. Had a big pro wrestling weekend. My other son, Jordan, he's been sick the entire weekend. So we were a little bit of a house of disease this weekend. That's never fun. But we made it through. And you're starting the week with us here on Zaslow Show 2.0. By the way, love all of our sponsors. You got to support the sponsors that support the show. 
That's how we keep the show going round and round, and we make sure you're never going to have to pay for the show. I'm never, ever, ever going to charge you guys for the show. But the way that we keep the show going is you got to support the sponsors who support the show, and then everybody stays happy, and then everybody keeps this thing rolling, all right? If you're a small business owner, or, I mean, you could be a major business owner, whatever, but if you're a business owner and you want to partner up on Zaslow Show 2.0, I'd love to hear from you. You could always slide into my DMs. Honeys, you could always slide into my DMs, whether it's for business or not. But if you're a business owner, you could always slide into my DMs. Or you could hit me up. My email is in my Twitter bio. I'll tell you it right now also. Actually, I don't think it's in my Twitter bio anymore. But it's jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. You could always hit me up if you're thinking about partnering up, thinking it may be good for your show. If you want to advertise, I'd love to hear from you. And we could see if it's something that works for both of us. So there you have it. Busy weekend, Saturday morning, my younger son, Jordan. Now, I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up. WWE Elimination Chamber was in Australia this weekend. So because of the time difference, 5 a.m. Eastern Time. 5 a.m. Eastern Time, Saturday morning. <clears throat> I wasn't sure if I was going to wake up. Like, I, I, I feel like I was going to wake up around 6-ish, maybe 7. And so I would start it late. My younger son, Jordan, who wasn't feeling well, came into the bedroom 5.30 in the morning. Woke both of us up. We're up. My wife and I, my wife joined me. My wife and I, we went downstairs. We watched Elimination Chamber on Saturday morning. Fantastic show. Yesterday, a brand new edition of It's Still Real to Me. It's under the Zaslow Show 2.0 banner. So wherever you're getting this podcast right now, or you can go to the YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Show. Full recap yesterday afternoon of WWE Elimination Chamber. We are on the road to WrestleMania. And by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. I'm hosting a WrestleMania show on ESPN. What? That's crazy, right? I'm hosting a rest. They asked me. I didn't even come to them. I'm hosting a WrestleMania show on ESPN. So getting more details when it gets closer, but... It's going to be the night of the Final Four because that's night one of WrestleMania. And I'm hosting WrestleMania show on ESPN Radio, which is just bananas. I'm super excited. It's a really cool opportunity. And thanks to everybody who hung out on ESPN Radio with me last night. We did game night last night. It was me and Teron Davenport. We had a good show. I was able to... I was representing last night because I was able to mix in Inter-Miami and specifically Messi Talk my man, Luis Miguel Echegaray, he joined us on the show last night. We did a little preview as far as Messi into Miami at LA Galaxy last night. We'll get to that. But anyway, we had soccer this weekend. We watched WWE this weekend. We had the Heat from over the weekend. We had the Panthers from over the weekend. It's all happening, all right? And again, appreciate everybody who has hung out with us. I did Amber and Ian hosting with the best girl, Amber Wilson, on Friday night. And of course, I did game night last night. So there's a lot happening. Next up on ESPN Radio for me this week, I'm on Wednesday and Friday doing Amber and Ian, and then we're on the weekend as well. So Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, ESPN Radio, you can hear me with a little bit of a national perspective. All right, we're into the show now. Let's get to what happened last night. So we start off the shows now. Quick recap of some of the things that you may have missed. First of all, as far as the college basketball goes, we're keeping an eye on college basketball now. That's one of the things that... Because I'm working at ESPN Radio now, I keep an eye on more things than I used to. I would never be paying attention to college basketball in February, but now we do. 
St. John's over the weekend, a double-digit victory against number 15, Creighton. That's a big-time upset. And, of course, we had the big story with the storming the court wake Forest Duke. We'll get to that coming up. That's its own conversation. As far as the NBA goes, the Bucks yesterday afternoon, they crushed the Sixers, 119-198. That's not the story. The story of the game was, well, the Bucks have now won back-to-back games since the All-Star break. So 5-7 and seven under Doc Rivers. When the Sixers, when the Sixers PA was introducing the visiting Milwaukee Bucks, they introduced the head coach before, and the booze rained down on Doc Rivers. Which is kind of wild, because when's the last time... And I brought this up on ES... Actually, I left the show on ESPN Radio with this last night. When's the last time a coach, a visiting coach, was booed out the building the way Doc Rivers was at the start of that game? And the only one I could come to mind... No, in the NFL, they don't really introduce the coaches. They do in hockey. They, I think they do in Major League Baseball. And certainly they do in the NBA. When's the last time the head coach was booed? And... The only one I was able to think of, and we had Israel Gutierrez on ESPN Radio Game Night last night as well, and this is the one he brought up also, Pat Riley, 1995, when the Heat's first trip to Madison Square Garden with Riley, his first time back at the Garden as head coach the Heat, oh, they booed the hell out of him, and he was hamming it up, he was egging him on, he was blowing kisses, and he regretted it, like, he, he was embarrassed of that moment, and they were giving it to him, and rightfully so. I mean, he faxed in the resignation. He up and dipped while they were under contract still. Uh, he deserved it. And that's the last time I could remember that happening. And here's the thing. It's not like Doc Rivers quit. So I'm, try- like, I'm, I'm trying to think to myself, why do we think they were actually booing him? And I think there's a couple reasons. The first one is, I think they, they now know what I've been saying for years is Doc Rivers sucks as a head coach. And before Joel Embiid got hurt, that Sixer team this year was definitely a contender, and Embiid was having an even better season than he did last year. So I think they realized Nick Nurse so much better than Doc Rivers, and Doc Rivers was actually holding them back the last few years. I think that's part of why they booed him there in Philadelphia. And the second part is, it's like the biggest story in the NBA right now, which is crazy. Doc Rivers and the excuse maker that he is. So I think it's part of that where that's a theme around the league that Doc Rivers is such a phony. So it's really easy to pile on Doc Rivers, even though it's deserved. So I think those are like the two reasons that they were on him yesterday. But I I can't remember that ever happening except for Pat Riley. They booed the hell out of him when he was introduced last night. Also, Phoenix beat the Lakers yesterday, 123-113. I I don't trust... If I had to trust one of the teams over the other, I would trust the Lakers. I don't trust the Suns at all. Kevin Durant, it is super unlikely to make the finals when Kevin Durant's your best player. When Kevin Durant has played in the NBA 12 years outside his time in the Golden State Warriors, when he joined the best regular season of all team and a team that was already a champion. And by the way... May not even have been the best player because Steph Curry. When Kevin Durant has been your best player, that's a dozen years outside of Golden State. His team has made the finals one time. One time. 
So can Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns, can Durant lead the Suns to the NBA Finals? Odds are it's extremely unlikely that a Kevin Durant-led team gets to the NBA Finals. I don't trust the Suns whatsoever. The Lakers, on the other hand, I don't particularly trust the Lakers either. But at least if I got LeBron, I say, okay, LeBron's amazing. I trust him in a big spot. I could go with the Lakers. But here's the thing. In order for the Lakers to even make the playoffs, right now they're the number nine seed. They would have, if, if we go with the seedings right now, they would have to win a play-in game against the Warriors, a do-or-die game, which means what? right now, Lakers and Warriors, right now, one of them would not make the playoffs. They would be playing each other in the 9-10 play-in matchup. The Lakers would have to win that game and then would have to go on the road to either Sacramento or Dallas and win that game just to get into the playoffs. And then they would face the number one or number two seed. And potentially in the second round, you'd face the world champion Nuggets. Neither of these teams. Uh, the Lakers have no chance. It's too big a mountain to climb. And I absolutely do not trust a Kevin Durant-led team. The Nuggets yesterday, last night, they beat the Warriors 119-103. Warriors are feeling themselves a little bit. Draymond Green coming out saying how that we could beat anybody. Look, you could beat anybody, but can you beat everybody? There's a major difference there. And when you'd be coming in as the eighth seed in the playoffs, and right now, in order to make the playoffs, the Warriors would have to win at the Lakers and then at either Dallas or Sacramento. And then you'd play the number one seed. So Draymond could say, we could beat anybody. It's not a one-off. Can you beat everybody? And the answer to that is a big time no. I trust the Lakers more than I do the Suns and more than I do the Warriors. And the Nuggets beat up the Warriors last night, 119-103. So Draymond, again, all talk this Draymond Green. He could say how they're a contender, they could beat anybody. Well, the very next game, they played the Nuggets. The Nuggets kicked the shit out of them. The game was in San Francisco. And finally, Inter-Miami last night. So I got Inter-Miami on the TV here in the Zaslow Mansion Studios in the master bedroom while I'm doing game night on ESPN Radio. And... Now, I'm watching the game, obviously, while I'm working. I also got the game out with no sound. From what I could tell, Inter-Miami got severely outplayed. LA Galaxy looked to be dominating that game. They scored in, like, the 75th minute Inter uh, uh, LA Galaxy. They, they called the goal a goal on the field, and then they reviewed it, and it stood up for the life of me. I don't know how the play was not offside. It was one of those weird plays where... The ball bounced off a defender, then the two offensive players are in front of the last defender. But even before the ball was deflected, the, the, the offensive player looked to be past the last defender. I have no idea how it was not offside. The goal stands up. Inter Miami's getting dominated. Then, I didn't even see the play, but someone on LA Galaxy got a red card. And by the way, Dra shout out to Drake Callender. You, you know, I'm a dog I'm scene ticket holder for Inter Miami. Shout out to Drake Callender, who was phenomenal last night. Because while LA Galaxy was dominating the game, they had some great opportunities where Drake Callender made saves. One shot hit the post. Drake Callender saved a penalty as well. He kept them in the game. And then in stoppage time, in the 93rd minute, Leo Messi, incredible. I think Jordi Alba made the pass back to him. Incredible play from Messi. 
he ties the game 1-1, and Inter Miami escapes LA with a, with a positive enough result. They get a draw, so now 1-0-1, four points to start the season for Inter Miami. But as far as I was able to tell, they got dominated last night. Next up for Inter Miami, I, I don't think they have a game in the middle of the week. I think their next game is next week, and it's at home against Orlando City. Let me see here. Their next game is... Hmm, everybody calm down. Let me see. Their next game is Orlando City. Yeah, this Saturday afternoon at 4.30. And then you got one of the tournaments, which I think it's the uh, the CONCACAF Champions Cup. Yep, CONCACAF Champions Cup, where because Inter Miami won the League's Cup last year, they start in the round of 16 in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. That first game is next Thursday. So next up for Inter Miami is this weekend, this Saturday, Orlando City at home, looking to, looking to stay undefeated in the regular season. And then on Thursday, they start in the Champions Cup, which uh, round of 16 is Thursday. Then, then they have a regular season game Sunday at home against Montreal. Then if uh, the second leg of the round of 16 would be on Wednesday. And then they're back with another game at DC on Saturday the 16th. And this is, it's really confusing, but this is the whole point where this is an old team. Messi 36, Suarez I think is 35, who, who it looks like a non-factor so far these couple games, by the way. Jordi Alba I think is 34, Busquets I think is 35. It's going to be really interesting how the coach, uh, Tata, how he winds up managing not just the minutes, but whether or not these guys all play every game because they want to win these tournaments. And between the tournaments that they're in, you got Olympics coming up at the end of the summer. MLS Cup is super important. That's what's most important to me because I'm an inaugural season ticket holder for Miami. So MLS Cup is most important to me. These MLS regular season games are most important to me. How they're going to handle this moving forward, this is a lot on this team's plate. But overall, this is a good start to what should be a super exciting season for Inter Miami. So, really good job there, salvaging a point at the end of the game. Inter Miami, Lionel Messi, they get the 1-1 draw at LA Galaxy. Okay, so there you go, and that's a bit of what happened over the weekend and last night. The Florida Panthers. Let's get into the Panthers here. First, though, you know how I was enjoying that game on Saturday, uh, on after I got done with game night yesterday. It, it was midnight when I got off, but got to wind down. Got to crack open an ice cold Johnny Cuba. You know how we do. Johnny Cuba, official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0. European roots with that Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a Johnny at your local Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco y Mas. You know that's how we do here. I'm not peddling any beer except for the best. Muy delicioso. Official beer of Zaslo Show 2.0. And I love when you guys try a Johnny for the first time. You send me a picture or a video. You crack it open. You got your first pour. No foam. That's amateur hour. And then I post it on Instagram where uh, I'm an influencer. So you become super famous and everybody's happy. Don't forget, always drink responsibly. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. So Saturday night. Get home from soccer with my son. They won. They played a game uh, in Lauderhill. They won 5-3. And not that anyone cares. And so we get home. My younger son is sick. He wants to watch the Panthers with me. 
but not before he finishes watching SpongeBob. So I'm like I'm like 90 minutes behind on the Panther game on Saturday night, but that's okay. So the Panthers coming off a loss, of course, that game at Carolina. I told you, if you didn't know how good the Panthers are and what a 180 this franchise has done over the last few years, you look at that reaction by the Carolina Hurricanes and the Hurricanes fan base when they beat the Panthers the other night. That is your confirmation that this is one of, if not the best team in the National Hockey League. And they're looking to bounce back on Saturday night home ice against Alexander Ovechkin, the great eight, and the Washington Capitals. The Panthers, they would go ahead in this game 1-0. The first goal of the game, well, uh, Nick Cousins. Great redirection, Nick Cousins. They go up 1-0. The Capitals, they would come back, they would take a 2-1 lead early in the third period. And now I'm aggravated. Like I, And this was a defensive game. This was the kind of game that the coach, Paul Moore, that's my coach right there. I was on his ass last year as the murder of fun. I was dead wrong. I have no problem being wrong about that. I was dead wrong. I'm glad I'm wrong. That's my coach. That's my dog right there, Paul Maurice. This was the type of game that he's prepared this team to play in and win. This defensive type of game that they won on Saturday night against the Capitals. So, we're, 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 we're approaching late in the period. And I'm like, they're, they're going to lose this game. They're down 2-1. They're not getting great opportunities. And then... With about three minutes to go, the Panthers finally, finally, the Panthers have tied the game. On tour with three and a half to go. Here's Carter Verhage. Shoots. He scores! Mr. Third Period does it again. We're even. That's where you want the third period goal scorer, Carter Verhage. That's what you want right there. Get that puck on his stick. And there is no hesitation. Now the goal would be credited to the captain, Alexander Barkov. He barely got a piece of it. So Barkov gets the goal. Verhage gets the first assist there. And the Panthers have tied the game at two. The crowd is way into it. And now the Panthers are buzzing to finish regulation. We go to overtime. NHL overtime is so good. I wish the NBA could do something like this, where five you go to overtime, it's five minutes, you lose all your momentum. Five minutes is too much time. Because if the game is tight in the NBA, the last couple minutes are like furious, you know? It's, it's intense. It's a lot different if the game is tight with two minutes left or one minute left than with five minutes left. So you go from the game being super tight, a crazy finish, to now let's put five more minutes back on the clock. It should be max three minutes. Maybe even two and a half in the NBA. The NHL regular season playoffs are so good because it's three on three, and every time your team has the puck, they're going to get a good chance. You're going to get great opportunities. And with 90 seconds remaining in overtime, we're going back and forth. Now, I do have a few Johnny Cubas in me, all right? So I'm pumped up, and I'm on the edge of the couch. The Panthers... They get the turnover. You'll hear they start the odd man rush three on one. I get up off the couch. I say, I said, Jordan, here we go. Here we go. Like I said, I had a couple beers in me at that point. I was fired up. Milano again stripped away by Sam Bennett. The Panthers try to win it. It's Bennett. It's Forsling. Let's go, home, baby. 
That's right. I jumped up off the couch. I'm fist pumping. I'm yelling in the air. Gustav Forsling, who missed the last game. Kachuk missed the other night, too. Kachuk is supposed to be back tomorrow night. But Gustav Forsling, who left the game against Carolina after the first period and didn't return, he has had a great year. He gets the game winner. Fun- Panthers, their last two wins have both been in overtime. Remember, it was Anton Lundell a couple games ago in overtime as well. The Panthers, they get the win. What a finish there in Sunrise. Crowds going crazy. You heard Goldie there. Let's go home, baby. And Gustav Forsling gets the winner. We're celebrating here on a Saturday night in the Zaslow Mansion family room. The Panthers are back in action now tomorrow night as they'll take on the Buffalo Sabres. So before we get to Heat basketball here, a couple things. First of all, last night, got off the air at ESPN Radio. It was midnight. I was tired. First, I got to wind down, all right, because I'm, I'm a little jacked up from doing the show. The easiest way for me to wind down? I lay down on my Sheets and Giggles bed sheets. That's right. Sheetsgiggles.com. The softest, coolest, most breathable sheets you've ever slept on. If you're looking for a gift for a family member, for your friends, hey, Valentine's Day's passed, but we got Mother's Day coming up before you know it. Go to Sheetsgiggles.com where you're going to get the softest, coolest, most breathable sheets out there. The bed sheets, the blanket, the comforter. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. Have you ever slept on a eucalyptus mattress? If you're in need of a mattress, use promo code ZASLO. 20% off checkout your first order at SheetsGiggles.com. Think about that. Mattresses can be expensive. You go to SheetsGiggles.com, there's always all kinds of promotions and sales going on, and you can get 20% off your first order. All you got to do is use promo code ZASLO when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. And ever since Sheets and Giggles joined Zaslow Show 2.0, not a coincidence, that's when the show started to take off. I mean, you see Sheets and Giggles on the Dan Levitard Show, on the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody. That's how you know we're in business. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code ZASLO, Sheets giggles.com so let's get to the heat and the heat win on saturday saturday night friday night he went saturday night no friday night excuse me the heat went on friday night in new orleans now the pelicans pelicans are a weird team because you look up now and they're 10 games over 500 and you feel like you didn't even know it now full disclosure there was no brandon ingham on friday but we got a tight game and then early in the fourth quarter you get a scuffle. Zion Williamson, totally normal foul by Kevin Love. Zion Williamson goes down like a ton of bricks. And then he pops back up. But <coughs> total overreaction, oversell from Zion Williamson. And then you get this Najee Marshall, who I've never even heard of, comes running in. Jimmy pushes him out the way because he comes in way too hot. Buddy puts his hand around Jimmy's neck. And then all hell breaks loose. Now they're going out. And this is this is Friday night. And this is happening at the very end of, of Amber and Ian, where I'm hosting with Amber Wilson. I immediately stop what we're doing. And I just start yelling out. They're fighting in the heat game. They're fighting in the heat game. It's a brawl. I'm like, and now I'm yelling at the TV, but I'm also on the air. If you want to fight somebody, you fight me. I'm, I'm just going through it here while live on the ESPN radio and watching the game. And then... They start fighting again. And that's when you get Thomas Bryant. You get Jose Alvarado. Nikola Jovic is involved. So 
Butler gets thrown out of the game. I don't. I still don't know why. Bryant obviously gets thrown out of the game. Alvarado obviously gets thrown out of the game. And Najee Marshall gets thrown out of the game. So Alvarado and Thomas Bryant get three games apiece. Marshall, Jimmy Butler, they get one game apiece. Nikola Jovich, see, Curtis Blair was the main referee. Was the crew chief on Friday night. He sucks. And they go to replay. I don't know how they missed this stuff. Nikola Jovich was an obvious suspension. Because the way the NBA does this, and I don't like it, but there's not supposed to be any wiggle room. If you leave the bench, you're thrown out of the game, and you're suspended. The Heat actually got lucky, because Tyler Hero left the bench too. But he has not been suspended. So, Jovich gets suspended because he totally came off the bench. So, no Jovich tonight, one game. No Jimmy Butler tonight, one game. Thomas Bryant, three games. Who cares, right? (coughs) Now, here's the takeaway from that. This was a good thing for the Heat. Number one, you love what you saw from Nikola Jovich. I, I don't care how many games. There's only one. I don't care how many games Nikola Jovich got suspended for. That was a big deal, what Nikola Jovich did there. Because it shows, A, he's got his teammates back, and B, specifically, Jimmy Butler. He's got Jimmy Butler's back. And we know that Jimmy Butler has been a very big supporter of Nikola Jovich. And then, just because there's any kind of action going on surrounding Jimmy, any type of altercation, Jovich doesn't care what the rules are. Jovich comes running to Jimmy's defense, and that gets noticed. It gets noticed by his teammates, and it most specifically gets noticed by Jimmy Butler. Even though he got suspended, that was a good move by Nikola Jovich. I love that. The second part is this was a good thing for the team. The Miami Heat, they love this kind of stuff. You know this. They love confrontation. They love conflict. They love the physicality. They love the us against the world. I mean, Jimmy was pointing and yelling and laughing at the crowd when he's being kicked out. The Heat, they wind up playing great down the stretch. They win the game. They get a great win after this moment. And now tonight, and the rest of the season, but specifically tonight, I expect a very good effort out of the Heat tonight. The Heat are a seven and a half point dog tonight. Now, I think Rozier might be making his return tonight. But even if Rozier doesn't make his return tonight, a seven and a half point dog, when the Kings are on the second night of a back-to-back, the Heat have been in Sacramento waiting for the Kings for a couple of nights. I think the Heat, you know the coach always says, we have enough. And here it says here, Ira Winderman. As expected, nobody covers the Heat better than Ira. As expected, Terry Rozier upgraded to questionable for Monday in Sacramento. And and then you also had the next step would be to see if Rozier is upgraded to probable at some point Monday. All right. Uh, and look, uh, Dellen Wright, you know, he, he's available. I'd like to see him play a little bit, but I would expect Terry Rozier to play tonight. They have enough. Seven and a half points is way too many points. I love the heat tonight. I gave that pick out on driving the line this morning. And you can always go to youtube.com slash at driving the line and you can go and check that out. But this was a good thing for the Heat. This kind of stuff galvanizes them. <coughs> this kind of stuff brings them together. I love what Nikola Jovic did. I love Jimmy Butler knows now. It, playoff Jimmy, post-All-Star break, it's time to get this thing going. The Heat fan should be thrilled 
with what went down in New Orleans. And again, in case in case nobody recognizes, Pelicans, you want to fight somebody, you fight me. The Heat are going to have a good effort tonight in Sacramento. And look, you, you look at the standings right now, and yes, the Heat are currently a playing team. But I fully expect Philadelphia to drop. The Heat are just one back in the lost column of the Sixers. The Heat are going to jump the Sixers. And if that's the case, they would then be top six. But I would also expect them to pass Indiana at some point. And the reality is, they're only two back in New York. And with Randall and Ananobi out, uh, the, the Knicks, they may continue to struggle for the time being. It's possible that the Heat can get all the way to four or five. Can you imagine a first round Heat-Knicks matchup? That's what I'm talking about. Even if they get to number six, you can get first round Heat-Milwaukee would be juicy as fuck. First round Heat-Knicks, first round Heat-Bucks, sign me up. Sign me up. And either one of those teams, I don't care who it is, either one of those teams, you're going home early. So, I think if you're a Heat fan, you love what took place Friday night. Let Jimmy Butler sit out tonight. Doesn't matter. Still winning this game tonight in Sacramento. And just like every other Eric Spolstra Miami Heat team, they will finish this season strong. And you know we're marching right toward another run through the Eastern Conference playoffs for your favorite little basketball team, the Miami Heat. That's what I'm talking about. All right. So big story over the weekend, right? Duke gets upset at Wake Forest. The kids storm the court. So let's get into this. Kyle Filipowski, one of the best players for Duke, he gets hurt, sprained ankle, right? Kids are all running the court. It's a violent scene. He gets tripped up, has to be helped off the floor. John Shire after the game is talking about, when are we going to ban storming the court? I've been saying for years, storming the field, storming the court, it makes me nervous. It, it, it just, it looks so dangerous to me. And it has jumped the shark a long time ago. You know, storming the court or storming the field. Storming the court began with, you're a small little school. You never get big wins. You got one of the big boys. Maybe they're one of the top two or three teams in the country. They come to your building for a rare appearance and you beat them. And you storm the court. This would happen maybe two times a season. Now, every single week, you got multiple scenes of storming the court. Storming the court lost all meaning years ago. There, are, there used to be, at least, certain rules when it came to storming the court. It's what made it so cool. Now everybody's storming the court. It's not cool anymore. It's just dangerous. If you're Wake Forest, have a little bit of self-respect. Number one, Wake Forest is a tournament team. Wake Forest is going to be in the tournament this year. They're having a really good season. Duke is the number eight team in the country. Not number one. Have a little self-respect if you're Wake Forest. You don't storm the court against a team in your conference. You don't storm the court against one of your rivals. Have a little self-respect. You don't storm the court when you're the school that produced Tim Duncan and Chris Paul. That is bullshit. Storming the court lost its meaning years ago. And now you're talking about, you know, how do we, how do we prevent this? What do we do? I, I, I don't know what you do to prevent it. I have no idea. You find the school. Well, SEC finds the schools. 
That's that, that's why when I was at University of Florida, we never stormed the court. Number one, because Gators were always good. I'll, I remember, it shows you how it has no meaning. I remember in class one time at UF, and I was not the type to talk to, to a bunch of kids when I was in class. I just, I go to class, I hate it being there, and then I want to get home. And one time before class starts, you got one of these dopey kids. I think it was the week, it was one of the weekends when Kentucky was coming to town. And Kentucky was probably ranked like number one in the country. And the Gators were like number five. <coughs> and besides that, Kentucky is your rival and you should expect to beat them. The Gators will rank like number five. And this kid is talking there. If the Gators win this weekend, we got to storm the courts. I turn to him, I go, are you, f-? and granted, I never talk in class, but I couldn't keep it in. I turned to go, are you fucking kidding? And I used to go to every Gator basketball game. I go, are you fucking kidding me? The Gators, at not only at the time, I believe they were undefeated at home, but if you're the number five team in the country, it doesn't matter who's coming to your building. You should not lose a single home game to anybody if you're number five in the country. Storm the court. You're embarrassing yourself. You should beat everybody that comes to the O'Connell Center. Storm the court. And the point is, this jumped the shark forever ago. It has lost all meaning, storming the, port, storming the court. But I don't know how you stop it. You know, the SEC, they fine you $100,000. And that's why we never even considered storming the court at UF. It wasn't a thing. But even if they up the penalty or make a penalty for every conference... Why would a kid who's paying forty, fifty thousand dollars a year in tuition care that school is getting fined? That doesn't matter to the students. And ever, you know, you could uh, you could arrest them or you take away their ticket privileges. Okay, you know, you'll tag maybe five kids that run on the floor. What about the thousand other that run on the floor? I have no idea how to stop this. No idea. I don't know. Maybe maybe you pepper spray, you mace the kids as they're running on the floor. That would probably stop it, actually. But that seems really dangerous. I don't know how you stop it. But it's, I think it's a big problem. I really do. You know what's not a problem? When you're getting yourself a new car. Because I send you to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. It's the opposite of a problem. It's exciting. It's fun. You're leaving with a great ride. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting an enjoyable indoor car shopping experience. Where whatever you're looking for. An SUV, a sedan, a truck, new, used. You're going to find exactly what's right for you and your family when you go to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You know where to find North Fort Lauderdale Subaru? That's right. It's that beautiful building, that state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. There is a lot to love this month of February at North Lauderdale Subaru. Incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock, as well as every pre-owned vehicle on their lot right now. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. What if I told you you could lease the 2024 Subaru Crosstrek Premium for just $209 a month for 36 months with $54.95 due at signing with approved credit? Just go to nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. Let's start things off here with Jay Billis. Here's ESPN College Basketball analyst Jay Billis this morning on first take talking about how to prevent storm in the court. And But the truth is nothing's going to change now. We're going to talk about it. And it's going to go away. 
and nothing's going to change. And if they wanted to stop it, they could stop it tomorrow. Uh, the, the, the administrators will tell you that uh, security experts tell them that it's not, it's not a good idea to try to stop the court storming, that that could cause more problems than it would solve. But you don't have to stop the court storming. One time, all you have to do is once they're on the court, don't let them off. Just, just say you're all detained and give them all citations or arrest them if you want to. And then court stormings will stop the next day. Um, there's no accountability for this. It, it, the fans feel like it's an entitlement, and the universities like it, and the truth is we like I'm it. I'm going big deal because, again, I have no idea how to stop it. You could detain, you could arrest, I mean, a, hand, a half dozen of the kids. What about the rest of them? So I'm going big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Detroit Red Wings forward Patrick Kane. He made his return to Chicago where he won a couple Stanley Cups with the Blackhawks. This was over the weekend, and Patrick Kane would score the winner on a breakaway in overtime. Nice! It's Patrick Kane in Chicago! Oh Oh my God! Kane with the overtime winner! The Red Wings win it 3-2! The story is complete on Kane's return to Chicago! That's a big deal. That's a very cool moment right there. How about that? Big deal or not a big deal? So after the Heat won on Friday night in New Orleans, you got the Pelicans uh, post-game show. It's on the concourse level. Former NBA veteran David West, he's the analyst. I don't know the female, the host, her name. But they're doing it live there with fans. And how about the Heat fans in New Orleans taking over the broadcast? Ask yourself any money because we're going to have to take up a collection for Jose and Najee. They cost themselves a pretty penny this evening. Yeah, that's, tell you what. that's not going to that's going to be expensive. That's not, be that's, expensive. And, and when you're that kind of player. Wow. Did we walk into the wrong building? All right. We're going to switch this. <laughs> That's a big deal. Keep talking shit about the Heat. It's it's as good a fan base as there is in the NBA. They routinely, they sell out every home game, and they routinely take over the road facilities. Keep talking shit. Big deal or not a big deal. How about 12 years ago today? One of the hardest moments in professional sports history. Professional bowler Pete Weber with one of the all-time hardest celebration strike to claim it a strike to claim it and he got it who do you think you are i am of course that's a big deal 12 years ago every time it pops up it never ceases to be amazing Pete Weber with the weirdest celebration, the hardest celebration. Who do you think you are? I am. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. All right. How about that? So what do we got tonight? We got a little late night with the heat action. I mean, if you if you got to get in a nap, you, you do whatever you got to do to make sure you stay up for the game. We got late night with the heat tonight. Heat at the Sacramento Kings. That is a 10 p.m. start tonight. We got WWE Monday Night Raw. I mean, we, we got a reaction. We got fallout from Elimination Chamber. We're on the road to WrestleMania. That's what's happening this evening. This, this is a big night. Come on. Oh, and the Canes, Miami Hurricanes basketball. They're hosting UNC. They're a 13 and a half point dog. Very big dog. That's what we got on tap. Today's show, 
brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. Make sure you watch me on Driving the Line from this morning, youtube.com slash at Driving the Line. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, all my stuff. Set that, that YouTube subscription. Turn the bell on. Make sure you got the notifications on. And go back and watch yesterday's It's Still Real to Me. Or listen, full recap of WWE Elimination Chamber from over the weekend. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.